Many call us a chosen. When the walls close in, our devotion manifests. A true work of a hero. We rise to the fight against the odds with a fire in our eyes that burns for the ones that we love. The time has come, we've had enough. Nobody wanna lead. Well, I'll volunteer. It's fine now. Why? Because I'm here. One for all. Was it right? It's time for another round of keeping it plus ultra with Blur Without Fear. But this time, we're keeping it plus ultra, not just with Blur Without Fear. We're keeping it plus ultra with the homie Carter Prime. Yes, sir. He kept the prime, man. I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, no, look. I'm gonna I'm call you by. I'm calling you by your government name. That's your government name, Carter Prime. The Council <laughs> of Carters has infiltrated Spotify. It's too fucking green. It's way too fucking green in here. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, you got music just everywhere playing, just playlists, mad playlists everywhere. Shit's out of control. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> and with this this particular variant of Carter Prime, it's not like paying for shit. So we use Spotify free with all the ads. Look, they look. You you don't, you don't get to pick. You don't get to click on the individual song. They gonna you gotta listen to a playlist. <laughs> That's why you make your own playlist with the songs you want. That's true. That is actually. That's very wise of you. <laughs> so what we're doing here today, we're actually doing this to talk about uh, this week. Uh, two new two of the new comics that uh, just came out uh, was from the milestone media uh camp and that is uh static season one number two and icon and rocket season one number one uh the uh static if i'm not mistaken this is uh by the creative team of vita ayala and uh crisscross uh who is doing the layouts with uh i believe it's nicholas draper ivy uh, all all over the place. They're just they're, they're just handling business. Uh, Icon and Rocket uh, season one number one that is going to be from the homie uh, Reggie Hudlin and uh, Dennis Braithwaite. Uh, Doug, I'm not mistaken. Doug, 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 Doug Braithwaite. Oh, Doug Doug Braithwaite. I, why did I say Dennis? Good lord. Anyway, I, I, he might be a menace. I don't know. It's also got. Uh, the 80s and 90s heartthrob Leon. I'm just yes. kidding. Leon Chiros is also on this Leon is except us. Look, well, you know you're a motherfucker when you just go by the name Leon. Like you ain't Leon so and so so and so. You're not so and so and so Leon. You know you just Leon. <laughs> And you are always the bad guy in every fucking thing. You always the evil nigga. Look, you always fucking something up. Like that, that, that I'll tell you something about yourself. But um but no, we're um we're gonna be talking about this. Uh I now, full disclosure. Uh full disclosure here. Um generally from uh from the for those who aren't familiar with Milestone, uh these comics which uh originally were coming out back in nineteen ninety three a lot of them, uh, in the case of, at least with the case of Static, with Static, there's a lot of deviation from the original, uh, the original storyline, the way everything is kind of playing out is a little bit different. With Icon and Rocket, it's almost kind of the reverse. 
uh, of that with this, this very little deviation. But anyways, let's talk about it. let's get let's go ahead and talk about Icon and Rocket first. Uh, let's yes. talk about Icon and Rocket first. Um, so the premise uh, for Icon and Rocket, for those who don't know, uh, the character Icon is an alien. I believe he's from the Terminus system, though. I might be thinking about Mass Effect, uh, but uh, I could be wrong. It's not, it's not that big a deal. Uh, but in this comic, they don't really tell you exactly where it is he's coming from. They don't even really tell you what alien race he is. Uh, but he comes from uh, this race of aliens, and they are kind of a... I don't want to say like a totalitarian, more like an authoritarian uh, society, and he's transporting a terrorist. Uh, actually, he's transporting a lot of other uh, criminals, it seems like. And one of them breaks out, destroys the ship, and causes his ship to crash, and he's able to escape. He, in, in this space pod, crash lands in 1843, Georgia, uh, which, if you're keeping score, slavery is uh, still a thing. <laughs> I, I was not expecting that at all. Because uh, I, I guess we should preface this by saying that mm-hmm. when it comes to my, when it comes to milestone media, mm-hmm. the only person in this two man power trip that is called keeping the plus ultra right now, the only person who knows about milestone is Ernie. I know static. Mm-hmm. That's it. So <laughs> this is all new territory to me, and I didn't expect a a almost Superman is like Superman esque mm-hmm. intro for the boy. But it but it wasn't at the same. It was, but it wasn't. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's kind of sort of, but not really, because he does crash land on Earth. He is in the form of a child, even though Texas, it was a. Gr- Okay, that's a, that's wild when you think about it. Now, just to, for Claro, yep. this is the same origin he had in the original comic, so they didn't deviate okay. it. The okay. only the only difference between the ninety three icon number one and icon and rocket season one number one is that the year that he falls to Earth is several years earlier, and they don't tell you exactly where he landed. But everything else, as far as like the 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 woman slave who finds his ship, she touches the ship, all that stays the same. The whole uh it recreating her DNA to make Icon into a baby that like would resemble her. Uh all of that is the same. All of that yeah. is the same. Um now Oh no! Just, just, I have. just, no, just yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. With everything you just said just then, uh, does that mean that he could, even though he turned into the form of a baby, mm-hmm. could he not go back into that adult form that he was previously, or would he have to actually grow up? I think he would actually have to grow up. Jesus. So, but the thing is, he was already pretty long lived anyway. Okay. Uh, he was already pretty long lived anyway. I don't remember the. Like, it's, it's been so long since I've read the original Icon comics. Um, even when I did a video uh, about the character, I was more skimming the comics, not so much directly reading them. Um, but even going back as far as that, I don't remember there being an, any real answer as to whether or not he could have turned back. And honestly, I think if he could, he probably would have. But yeah. uh, but the whole premise of the 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 idea of him is that. 
So when he is in that pod, what it did was it basically gave him uh, the Captain America treatment. So even though he's been transformed genetically from his original alien race into a human, he is at the peak of what humans can potentially be. Okay. Now, in Icon's case, it's a little more unrealistic. Like, it's not like with Cap, where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, he can outrun a Jeep, a Jeep Wrangler or whatever. He can yeah. uh, pull a helicopter down. Icon is, for all intents and purposes, he's as strong as Superman. Okay. Uh, in the old comics, when they had fought each other, uh, even Superman was like, yeah, I've n- almost never had anyone hit me as hard as you've hit me. Uh, dude, he like like would like there was a point like they I think they had they actually had it. It was the Shadow Cabinet versus the Justice League. Dwayne McDuffie, one of the last things he wrote for DC, as a matter of fact, when Milestone and DC had crossed over into each other. Yeah. And yeah, dude, he he put he put hands on Superman. <laughs> and he even did it in the comics back when Superman had the mullet. He oh, wore wow. that Superman like they went toe to toe. But the whole thing about Icon is, is the fact that, yeah, this is a guy who literally grew up during slavery yeah. and basically just kind of came up like he basically through. I guess a, a combination of uh, uh, developing wealth and carrying it over multiple generations, masquerading as himself, but as a. You know, a descendant of a previous version of himself. This dude amassed money and dude's just rich. <laughs> and he's a he's a lawyer. And the thing that was uh, and I don't, we don't know if this is the case in the new comics, but the whole thing that was the not the selling point, but the part that was supposed to make black audiences go. But wait a minute. He's a conservative, but he was a conservative like in the way that black Republicans in the 90s were conservative. Not necessarily the way they are now. Uh, he wasn't. He's not Candace Owens. Yeah, you know what? It's funny you actually said that. If you want to go back to just this, mm-hmm. this new season of Icon and Rocket, uh, I did think that was funny that he crash lands in 1843 Georgia mm-hmm. while two slaves are, or should I say, one and a half? Because Sister Girl don't know if she's trying to go nowhere right now. We are. Right. We are. They're in the middle of trying to escape. We have the one, uh, we have the male slave who's basically saying, see, all we got to do is follow the North Star and we can make it. To f-. But you bring up Candace Owens was pretty funny because, you know, while he is, is ready to go, she doesn't know if she really wants to go through with it since we got some Candace Owens that live two doors over. Let's <laughs> go snitch. Is, as she put it, we uh, it's them tattletales two doors over. So we say we have folks own in the milestone universe, even in slavery times. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> the the funny thing is, is that yeah, and, and I guess we got to transition over to the 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 other character. This is Rocket. Yeah, and when these okay, so when these comics were originally written, Dwayne McDuffie, he's an outspoken liberal. Mm. outspoken liberal. He doesn't have a conservative bone in his body. But he wrote Icon to be conservative. So whenever Icon was speaking, it wasn't really Dwayne McDuffie like talking to you. However, when Rocket was talking, she was the one who was the voice 
of the writer. And back in the day, uh, Rocky used to clown Icon. For a girl that didn't have no powers, she would talk greasy as hell uh, uh, to Icon. But another thing that didn't really change is how Rocket is introduced to Icon. Whereas in the original 93 series, she's running with a bad crowd and they break into uh, Icon's home. To steal mm-hmm. some stuff. And she's just kind of along for the ride. Like, she's not really with, like, she's dating one of the guys, basically. And, and no, well, well, no, that's the funny part. So, in the original comics, yeah, he did. Cause she ends up pregnant. Oh, wow. They actually have a, yeah, they actually have team, they actually tackle team. Actually, I think it's the, God, I can't remember which issue it was, but there's an issue where she's literally looking at a pregnancy test, mm. like on the front cover. And she actually does have the baby, goes through the baby, everything. She's She becomes like a, a part-time superhero, sidekick, whatever, and, and still working as a mom and oh, wow. doing everything else. I don't know if they're going to tackle that in this series, because um, yep. they make it very obvious dude did not hit in the new junt. See, that was a line that actually surprised me because I was going to ask you, is this, a, is this DC Blackley? Because this brother clearly just said that he got plenty of side hoes if he don't smash <laughs> Rocket. Dude, right? I was kind of like, hold on, Pimp. You talking kind of crazy. Like, but no, it, yeah, we're not embellishing when we say that he actually does say like because uh, one of his boys kind of uh, kind of clowned him and asked them when he was gonna smash, and his response was, "Nah, she's a good girl." And, and, you know, you can't rush things like that. But I got plenty of side holes for that anyway. Right? No, no, that that, that is not an exact. That's literally verbatim uh, <laughs> what he says. And the, the the whole thing with Rocket is that like you're supposed to look at her as though she is. She's the black girl that came up in a bad neighborhood under bad circumstances, runs with a bad crowd, but she's not like everyone else. Like they want you to know and understand that she's smarter and wiser than everyone else around her. Like she perceives things better than other people. Mm -hmm. And um, they don't really go into it in this comic like they do in the original, the original 93 comic. When, when the whole break-in happens and Icon, like, he was like, hey, y'all in my shit. Y'all need to get the fuck out. Yeah. Um, everything in that arena is the same. Him confronting them, her coming back, like, like after, after her realizing what he is, that he's an alien, that you're in understanding the kind of power he commands, and her coming back and saying, no, you need to be using this power to help people. All that shit's the same. All of it's the same verbatim. I think the only thing that doesn't really switch up is that he speaks more to her in their encounter in the new book versus yeah. just speaking to them in general mm-hmm. in the original jump. And okay. she's already got like not. Well, he's already hooked her up with powers by the end of the first issue in the original gen. This one, like you can tell they're just now kind of forming that relationship, but yeah, like what 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 did you what did you think of Rocket? Like as like on the whole, like that whole how they encountered each other. So the encounter was was interesting to me. Uh just because from from what you're reading, she's obviously uh 
the, the brains of the operation. She's the one that breaks into the house. She's the one that signals them to get in. But she's a terrible lookout because everybody thought that nobody was in the house and it was empty right. until until the boy, that boy came out with them abs and scared the shit out of everybody. Um, <laughs> that, that that dude did not have a dad bod. He didn't. He was not rocking a dad bod at all. At all. That boy came out looking like a, a light skinned brother in a Tyler Perry movie. So the interaction, <laughs> the interaction that happened between Icon with all these all these people that breaking into his home, it was he was very very relaxed, which was kind of funny to me when I was reading it. You know, it was basically he was just kind of like like meh, like. Like it was, it was the most polite. You don't want this smoke, mm-hmm. you know. Just <laughs> you know, you know what? I don't even want to say that. It, it was more so get on somewhere, please. Uh, That's yeah. really what it was. It, it was, you know, because I think he even starts dogging out Rocket's boyfriend, and the boyfriend is the one that has the pistol on him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, and he flat out tells him, like, you are not in control of this situation. You, you not even in control of what's going to happen in this room, which that line in and of itself just kind of made me just kind of like, okay, so he is, he, he, he is not minding at all beating the brakes off these children. Okay. Oh. Uh, because again, this is my first introduction to this character, and then he gets shot, and then he sits up like the Undertaker, and then, <laughs> and then proceeds to just hit him with that Monty Brown that he just hits him with the pouch real quick before they can even get out the house. That's that's particular scene was almost like a horror movie when I was reading it, um, just with him just grabbing everybody. Uh, so that interaction was was, was really interesting. And I was on I was on board with with Rocket until she came back to the house. Mm-hmm. Because I'm listening to you when you say that she was she's she used to talk greasy to Icon and she's she's almost doing it in a sense in this issue. Mm-hmm. But the problem with me was bitch, I don't know you. <laughs> like, who the fuck are you? Because uh, what ends up happening is she basically goes back to the house after he lets everyone go, after they promise not to say anything about him having abilities. Mm. She goes back to the house and basically says, hey, you got these powers. You should be a superhero. Mm. Hey, bitch, get off Bitch, get off my porch. Is just like, <laughs> like, you have some nerve after breaking into my shit to demand anything. And that's when I kind of started to dislike her a tiny bit. But at the same time, this is where the this issue started to turn for me. And I didn't and I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. But the reason that I yeah. didn't like the issue was because of Icon. Because you have Rocket explaining why this is why he should be more of a a active person with everything going on. She's bringing up how people are selling drugs on MLK Boulevard and shit like that, and how if you know if you were out there, you know, doing to these fools that broke into your house and me, what you doing to them, it would stop everyone from doing the things that they're doing. And this is, again, this is the reason I didn't like the issue because 
but, but <laughs> well, let me let, okay. Well, let me go back. I like the issue, mm-hmm. but this started to turn on a little bit for one reason. Mm-hmm. Everything that Icon said to her about why he didn't want to do it, mm-hmm. I agree with. But <laughs> the way he felt, yeah, when it comes to doing certain things, mm-hmm. I completely agreed with him. And it hit it, and I'm just like, holy shit. It made and you think it, about some shit. <laughs> it really did. It really made me think about some things and how it's like, damn. Like when you see how you feel on paper, and it's just like, holy shit. Well, yeah, you got a mirror held up to you. and Exactly. And, yeah. Well, and I, I will say this. Okay, so, you know, I said earlier in the 90s, the original version, he was a conservative. I kind of think this was Reggie Hudlin's way of putting him in that mindset without like clowning it up, like making it like, like he, like making him a comical Republican. Like, like his, his views are so conservative. Cause, cause honestly, that was kind of his mentality back then is that like, uh, and this is something that's like way deeper off of the comics, but there was a thing that was going on where they were basically the gut, the, the, the government in Dakota, which is the, you know, the city, all this shit takes place in. Um, they were trying to gentrify this yeah. area and uh, basically putting people out of their homes to build like some new fancy park. And yeah. Rocket was on the side of the people who were fighting for their homes. And Icon was just kind of like, well, I don't see the point in all this. He's like, this park could be, you know, something that could be for the betterment of these people. And they're going to it's not like they're not going to get money to be moved out of their home. So and so and so and so forth. Yada, yada, yada. But what this was all a commentary on was, uh, yeah, like kind of like what we talked about. Remember, we talked about X-Men, you know, ways back when that first Jerry Duggan X-Men came out and they were talking about where the X-Men built their home which used to be, I think it was Seneca Village. Yeah. And the whole history behind how Central Park used to be a an affluent black and not just black, but almost kind of like black and brown and other minorities and immigrants neighborhood. And these people basically got ran out of their homes and paid pennies uh, compared to what they probably should have gotten for their land and got you know, shelf along so we could build Central Park. This was all a commentary on that. And I, and Icon just had this very like, eh, whatever. And Rocket was always, and this is actually a line from the comics. Rocket actually like would tell him like, you're supposed to be out here helping black people, but oh yeah, I forgot. You're not really black. Mm-hmm. Like she would, she would hit him with that sauce. Like she would hit him with that sauce and Icon would literally be sitting here like, God damn. See, and it, it seems like it's completely, it seems like it's completely different here because yeah. his whole thing of because she brings up again she brings up the drug dealers on Martin Luther King Boulevard. Mm. You know, you know, you could be a superhero like he was. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the response is, I could get rid of them, but the next day, the Somebody ones I got rid of, I'm just gonna be replaced again. So it's a revolving door. So what the fuck is the point of me doing it? Mm-hmm. You know, um, the the way he says it, uh, which I think was it was fine. It was uh, the economic imperative will ensure there's always someone there selling drugs as an escape from poverty and despair. Yeah. Somebody's going to always be there and use it now. But the fuck, do, why the fuck do I need to leave my big ass house to go stop that? 
if there's always going to be is this right there. Like, the, right. What's, what's, he, right. he was almost just short of that year, like Dave Chappelle. He's like got all the got all Oprah's money. Mm-hmm. He said he was kind of clutching his money, got his crown on. He was yeah. he was he was almost just shy of that. He's like, I ain't coming out this motherfucker. I got money. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but, but you, have uh, someone, you have someone saying that shit to you mm-hmm. that not twenty four hours prior just broke into your fucking house. <laughs> broke into your shit. <laughs> that's that's the thing that messes it up. That's the yeah. thing that kind of messes it up. Like like it, well, and the fact that they made Rocket more of an active participant. In the breaking of home, because originally she wasn't. She actually was just supposed to be a lookout. Like yeah. she wasn't the mastermind mind breaking into Icon's home. Right. But the thing that I thought was really cool, did you catch that Highlander moment? Um, no. Like towards um, the end, like when they're having that conversation, like when he's finally making a choice, like whether or not he wants to help her. And they go back to Paris. Yeah, like, okay. like if you if you look at the woman, it's a Highlander moment straight up. Because like mm-hmm. literally, it's one of the things like you watch like old Highlander. Yeah, I you got know, you. I got you. Now. I got yeah. you. Now. Okay. Yeah, okay. they always they always know someone in the present that mm-hmm. looks just like a motherfucker like that yeah. went back in the past, and then yeah. you, know, you can tell he's like, oh, you look like old girl I used to fuck with. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, but no, I mean, yeah, I I totally am with you. Though. There, there, there's definitely some things where the, Reggie Hudlin basically put push you, the reader, in a in a predicament where you actually have to ask real questions about the people who you're following. Yeah. Like you have to question the people, which I don't have a problem with. It just, yeah. but but sometimes mm-hmm. it's one of those things where like, man, ooh, man, you ain't making no good points. Oh man, but dude over here, he got a point. But man, it's a fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> If I if I do these impossible things, how do I inspire people? Don't they just end up taking what I do for granted and then complain about what I don't do? Right. I, I felt that in my core. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I think, and honestly, I think anyone can get behind that because that is what you know is going to happen. And I yeah. guess it's kind of like, well, you know, before I before I don't want it was a perfect segue, but I don't want to fuck and I don't want to fuck it up. But I do want to. We got to ask good and ask question. Overall, though, like being a person who is not familiar with Icon or Rocket, yeah. like 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 how did you feel like by the by the time you're all said and done with it, like like what mm-hmm. how do you feel like how do you feel about these characters? How do you feel about these characters? Uh, so I like both characters. Uh, I started to lean more toward. Uh, well, we can get to their actual names. You got Raquel Irving yeah, and Raquel. Augustus, and Augustus, and uh, I was more so leaning with Augustus, uh, even though the flashback to Paris in 1921. Oh, so, uh, you know, he was like, okay, fuck it, let's let's just do it. Let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. And I was just giving the girl, the young woman, a chance because. Uh, he told her when she was in the middle of rock- breaking into the house that like it's clear you should be with niggas like this. You should be right. with these people. Be smarter. And, <laughs> you you uh, dating beneath your station. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. So when it comes to real characters, uh, I like them both. I- I'm leaning more toward Icon, which says a lot about me. I think I may be turning into a Republican. But uh, <laughs> This man could be coming out here with dry hair. <laughs> look, like Can- look like Candace Owens out here. Or no, no, it was a sleepy Ben Carson. Lord. Oh, mm. You know, I th- from from this first issue, I need to see a lot more from Rocket 
an icon, but I need to see a lot more from Rocket. Yeah, I think you will. I think you will because mm-hmm. the series is kind of. It's kind of like 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 originally the series was just called Icon. There was no Icon and Rocket. It was just Icon. Yeah. Uh Rocket just happened to be there. Okay. Uh but okay. like when you get into uh, this series, there. they're making it more of a a collaborative like a collaborative that's deal. So okay. I mean, but the the thing is funny though. Like it just it just b- before we jump into um the the so Here's the thing. I actually pulled this up because I, I always find this interesting. So, like, yeah, I was telling you, this motherfucker has, like, literally the exact same powers as Superman. Mm-hmm. So, not only, like, we haven't even seen everything this dude could do, but, like, he has a crap ton of powers. Like, dude, mm-hmm. like, just stayed having, like, he didn't just have the eye lasers, super strength, fly, and all this other stuff. This dude literally was shooting, like, like ion beams out of his damn hands and shit. He looks like he's about to blast somebody at the end of the first issue. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he, he was literally, he was about to hit that motherfucker with some stank. Uh, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. apparently I, I, in the conversation I did have uh, with Reggie Hudlin, they said they're going to give this fool even more powers. Like they, okay. this fool will keep, he's going to keep developing uh, uh, new abilities. Um, they like the original comics didn't focus on his past during slavery. You don't, they don't really go back to it very often, if ever. But they said this one, they are actually going to be going back and forth actively between the past and the present so that you get a better understanding of why Icon is the way he is, why he's doing the things that he's doing and the influences on his decisions by the time that you know, Raquel finally meets up with him. And then going forward after that. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Raquel is also probably going to get some other abilities as well, because her whole thing was like force fields and kinetic energy and wearing that 90s jacket that everybody had with the gambit mask that everybody had. <laughs> remember, remember, like, remember back in the 90s, that was the drip. Like, if you, you had that brown ass, ugly ass starter jacket. <laughs> and you had to have the gambit mask, the mask that don't, the mask that you got room for your hair to come out, but you ain't covering your face. It's like you, you, you basically wearing one of them ski masks. Like what, what was it? The, the, the balaclavas or whatever the fuck it is. Is <laughs> ball of drip? Oh, the ball- <laughs> Look, face just out. Yeah. <laughs> like neck. Your 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 sideburns and your ears is covered, but ain't nothing else covered. Face just out here. Uh, speaking of face just out here, yeah. <laughs> what did you think about Static? Uh, static number two. Terrible segue, but you just. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What the, well, because he he just out here, dude. He wearing no, he wearing a mask. He just out here. Face just out here. The second issue was was really good. Uh, mm. It made Hot Street look so look like trash. He, he is so trash <laughs> because just from that first issue, uh, it looks like if Virgil don't break him something off something proper mm-hmm. in the second issue, I'm going to be upset. And then you find out. 
he didn't really burn a whole lot of shit in that house but the no. windows. <laughs> <laughs> Look, not only that, he burned himself out doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he legit yeah. burned himself out doing what he did. It didn't even do that much. Like, how the fuck do you just made all of your white brethren look terrible just now? You proceed to attempt a hate crime mm-hmm. on black people's house and only fuck up every window and a little bit of paint. You are terrible to the Caucasian conglomerate. They're going to take your pals back. They're going to hit your ass with other tear gas. They're going to trade you to China. Oh my God! They're gonna trade you to China. They just say, "No, no, no! Get us a real one. We want, a, we want, we want Sunfire. We, we want Sunfire. That's what we want." <laughs> I really enjoyed this second issue. Uh, one thing I was gonna ask you: mm-hmm. Who the fuck is this Daisy? That's uh, that first page. Okay, so all right, so Daisy is the girl from the original series. Now. Mm-hmm. For those who are not familiar, uh, I believe her last is Daisy Watkins. Um, this was the girl who remember how uh, uh, Virgil was always about Frida. Mm-hmm. He was always about Frida. He's like, oh no, Frida, this is that's my that's my boo thing. That's the that's the girl I got to get. Yeah. Well, Daisy was the black girl he actually got with before he ever got with Frida. Okay. So there was a cover. I think it was, oh man, I'm probably fucking up the number. It might have been static number 17 or 18, something like that. Yeah. It was a it was a controversial cover because it was the cover for the comic where Virgil and Daisy were trying to smash. Mm-hmm. And on the cover it showed Virgil and Daisy on the couch making out and some there was like a condom, like a like a, a, a like a, a, a condom package that he had off to the side, and like you could tell, he was they was probably listening to some baby face or some motherfucking uh, Kevin Campbell. I wanna do the things your man won't do. I hope it was, uh, I hope it was a Trojan on that couch. I hope it was at least a Magnum. I hope Virgil didn't like go to one. I hope he didn't go to like uh, his boy Darius or his former boy Darius in the second issue. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, I hope Darius gave him like a Trojan because if he was on that couch with that girl and she saw a Durex, she was walking out the house. <laughs> she was be like, "Nah, I can't fuck with you like this." Nah. Uh, look, look, she's like, "Look, she, look, she gonna cut the Keith, the, the literally the Keith Sweat music getting turned off." She like, "Keith Sweat be baby, baby, like, click, Mm-mm. nah, no more." Nope. The sweat hotel is over. Mm-mm. Get out. <laughs> but no, uh, no. Basically, Daisy in the original comics, I don't remember Daisy ever getting powers. Not to my knowledge, I don't remember it. But apparently, in the series, she does. But yo, know, uh, Daisy was basically Virgil's first like legit girlfriend in the comics, and then eventually she moved away. Like, or not away. She moved across town, so it became harder for them to see each other. But it didn't matter, because eventually Virgil got with uh, Frida in the end. But, um, but yeah, so let me ask you this. Uh, how When you got to the, the part where Virgil is hitting up uh, Curtis Metcalf... Who, yeah. for those who don't know, that is another superhero uh, by the name of Hardware. Who hey, was going to ask you, was that Hardware? Because that's what I was assuming. Mm-hmm, yeah, that was Hardware, whose comic I think comes out 
next month. Um, but hardware is the cat who was the original kickoff for milestone back in the nineties. He actually, his comic came out first and then static and icon blood syndicate, all the shit came out Mm -hmm. after that. Curtis is like, did you, I kind of fucked with the energy Curtis came with, where Virgil called his ass up, he was just Nigga, like, "What do you want? Who is <laughs> on my line right now, dog?" <laughs> He's like, "Who is you?" Like he literally was like, "Huh?" It, it seemed like every, first I thought it was a teacher of his, and then mm-hmm. I'm like, "Damn, you caught this teacher in a bad time." And then I started kind of putting two and two together, but I'm assuming that the stuff. That's going to happen in hardware proper mm-hmm. is already happening. Yeah. Uh, basically, uh, everything with Icon and Rocket and everything happening. Like, so basically, by the time you get to static number two, Icon and Rocket, they're already fighting crime across town. That's another uh, thing I was going to bring up because I didn't realize that until uh, one of my favorite parts of this issue actually happened was that argument between Virgil's parents. Right. Yeah. See, okay. So, like, you want him look at how Icon is getting done. I'm like, wait, when does this shit take place? Mm hmm. So basically, Icon and Rocket, even though like we just talked about the comic, like Rocket and Icon are just now meeting each other in this series. They've already been out doing their thing there because I don't know if they're going to go this route with Icon and Rocket. But in the second issue of the original series, they were fighting whole ass corrupt police officers. They had like a corrupt police SWAT force that they went up against um, and, and they were fighting against the Dakota government. Uh, cause they were, they were out here trying to cover up that they were the ones behind the, uh, quantum juice that was in that tear gas that killed a lot of people and gave other folks powers. Well, in this, in the rework of this, Curtis Metcalf is being accused of being behind it by his boss, who is also a corrupt villain. In the original series, but Curtis, Curtis, he's basically Iron Man. That's basically his whole thing. He's basically black Iron Man. But the funny thing is, and I know a lot of people are probably not going to know this. I don't expect them to know this. uh, And they'll probably be like, oh, he's just copying what Iron Man's doing now. Actually, the funny thing about I uh, about not icon, but uh, but hardware is that hardware was doing stuff with his suit back in the 90s that Iron Man didn't do until like 10 years later. First which movie. is just crazy. <laughs> which is it's crazy. Like like the whole having the suit that could just appear on your body. Oh, okay. He was doing that first. He did that first. Um yeah. but the fact that like in this universe, hardware is the one who's kind of like on the slick mentoring static, getting him ready. Like he's like, hey man, you know, go to the, the this uh this little drop place I got over here, man. You can pick up some shit. He's like, yeah, this fool, this fool literally got all kind of, I didn't even get a chance to really, I didn't take the time to really look into everything that he had in there, but like there was some stuff he had some, I I want to say, and I could be wrong. You know, I might be talking out of my ass if I say this, but I want to say there was a suit that he had in there that was maybe an homage to the character technique. Okay. Which I'm, looking at, I'm looking at it now. And it, was, it was two different suits and some goggles. Yeah. One of, so yeah. the, 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 the suit that I think was a, was a throwback to technique. Technique mm-hmm. was a character 
who in a lot of ways I'm almost 1 million percent positive uh Ironheart was an homage to that character cuz Brian Michael Bendis has basically like a lot of people don't catch this but Brian Michael Bendis basically kind of slick homaged Dwayne McDuffie with almost every character he made since he was a Marvel mm. uh cuz you think about it Miles Morales He's basically static. Yeah. He's basically static, straight up and down. Yeah, there's, there's no you said that on the cave a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There were other characters he's created that are very similar. Um, uh, Ironheart is, in a lot of ways, I think she even kind of slick has a little bit of the origin story that Technique has, like the fact that she basically stole the technology that she needed to copy the other character's uh, to copy uh, the uh, another character's suit and his its capabilities, very yeah. similar. Uh, and then you also look at the fact that you know uh, it it made even more clear to me what Brian Michael Bendis was doing back then when he made the character Naomi and then gave her the last name McDuffie. I was like, this motherfucker was reading Milestone back in the day. Get out of my yeah. face! Get out of my face yeah. with that shit. Look, that white man was going to the comic book shop every Wednesday saying, "Y'all got any more of that hardware?" <laughs> But um, but all that aside, with static, the, the conversation that his parents are having, I thought was very, I thought was very interesting because the dynamic between his parents was mm. never that tense, mm. at least not in the original comics. The okay. parents kind of seem to be on the same page a lot of the times. Like whenever Virgil was fucking up or something bad happened, they almost mm. were always kind of like they were damn near the Cosby's. It was like you took the Cosby's, but they were poor. Like, so what you're saying is Virgil Bad then cheated at some point. <laughs> probably. Like he'd probably got his he, he probably got his penis wet somewhere else at least once. Mm-hmm. But uh <laughs> but like whenever they had an issue, like the mom and dad were almost always a united front, and the mm-hmm. sister was always kind of the one that was like fucking with Virgil. Like she was always right. giving that motherfucker a hard time. But in this, the whole dynamic is different because the parents know what's going on with him. The sister knows what's going on with him. In the comics, they didn't really know. Okay. But like in this, like you, everybody knows. And in I, I love how in this dynamic, the sister is the one who's protective of him. Uh, she was like, the one that like y'all really gonna do this shit right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like <laughs> like really in front of him. Just got fucking charbroiled, Burger King style. Like I did like the fact that uh, Virgil's dad tried to end the conversation. Mm-hmm. Just know he's not getting taken to a doctor, a hospital, anything like that. We already did that. That's final. And in true sister black woman fashion, no, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> she, when I saw that, uh, when, when I read that, Sharon Virgil, if you'll excuse us, I knew Virgil' dad was about to get that work. Oh yeah. Oh, he was about to get called called a whole fool. You're not going to tell a black woman that's final. Mm mm. Oh hell no. Well, also about her baby. No. Well, no, and I love the fact too that what was it? Uh, uh, where he was trying to talk about oh the hospitals, the hospitals, the doctors, and she was like. You gonna sit here for real, act like I'm not a whole ass black woman. Yeah. Like I don't mm-hmm. know. She was like, I'm both black and a woman. You gonna sit here and act like I don't know that hospitals be trying to fuck over black people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, like I, I, I liked 
this this is the thing I uh, and and this is a credit to uh to Vita Ayala. They are like they brought a sense of like okay, so in some of the other books that they have written, they don't always get to showcase what a black family is like. Because typically, a lot of the books that they write usually have a, either an incredibly diverse cast or. Uh, with the exception of Children of the Atom. Children of the Atom, they kind of get to do it, play around with this dynamic a little bit. But, uh, like, you're not going to see this dynamic in New Mutants. You're yeah. not going to see this dynamic in Morbius, which they don't write Morbius anymore, but they used to. Um, but I love that Vita brought this, like, 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 I, like, I've been in this conversation. I've witnessed this conversation happen before. You know, like I like, and I love the fact that like the mom, she's she's trying to protect her baby, mm-hmm. but but she's not trying to protect him by keeping him, uh, uh, not so much hidden away, but she wants the doctors to get to the bottom of what's going on. But you can tell by the time you get to end that conversation with the dad, the dad, you kind of get the impression, now nah, he wants this motherfucker to use these powers to to, yeah. to come up. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that was the first thing when, when, when in the first issue, Virgil's dad was like, No, 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 you're gonna learn how to throw these hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or not the first issue, it was Milestone Returns, the zero issue. But he was like, No, 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 I'm gonna teach you how to throw some hands. <laughs> you know, he said uh, something, he said he could he could use these powers to finally be more. Mm-hmm. And then, because uh, I know one thing he was saying was, uh, you see how people talk about icon. It's not safe to be out there like that. Mm-hmm. But you do something. Uh, I really did like that. I liked mm-hmm. both different perspectives. So I, yeah. that's that was one reason I really did enjoy that fight because when you're a united front, you're a united front, and there's only one opinion that everyone just goes for. With this one, we have two different perspectives that you could really see why both people have the reasons that they have. So that that was one thing that I did really, really. I, th- that fight was probably my favorite part of this issue. Yeah. Oh no, definitely. Uh, th- now that aside from that one, the the other thing that's kind of a new element. Uh, in this comic is Darius. Darius technically existed in the original comics, but just he wasn't the exact same character he is in this. Like he's a journalist now in this. Like he's trying to be like one of those internet journalists. So uh, if anything, that, that little nigga seemed like he was trying to be a fake ass TMZ. Really, kind of. But the thing is, he has good intentions. Like yeah. he has very good intentions. Like in this, they kind of made it seem less so. But mm-hmm. in like the milestone uh, return zero issue, stat number one, you can tell he's trying to make people understand that the government is hiding something that they're trying to uh, uh, they're trying to affect the narrative in a way to get people to not take this shit as seriously as what they probably need to or or to get them to take it more seriously than they should. Um, but I love the fact that this kid is getting roped into what is ultimately probably going to become a confrontation with one of Static's greatest villains, and that's Holocaust, who is basically Hot Streak, but better. Okay. Like, hot, like, like where, where Hot Streak is one of those characters that, like, yeah, he's kind of Virgil's arch nemesis, but only yeah. in the sense that, like, because he was the first person who really fucked with Virgil. In mm. this... 
and, and how it was originally, Holocaust was one that got in Static's head. Like, in the original comics, Holocaust had Static's head gassed up, had that motherfucker's nose wide open, had this dude literally damn near close to becoming a whole-ass supervillain. Damn, sure, sure enough did him like that, because that was the first thing popped in my head when I saw him. <laughs> like a cut, show enough. Dude, well, no, that's the thing. That's kind of how he looked in the original comics, too. Like, like you see a motherfucker pull up, you, you, you expect a motherfucker had a goddamn kimono on, and be like, am I the meanest? <laughs> Look, or, or wait, am I the hottest? <laughs> am I the smokiest? <laughs> but no, um, but I, I, I love how in this, they're actually kind of giving, I don't want to say they're giving Holocaust the killmonger treatment. Yeah. But that's kind of the impression I got was like, the way Vita's going to end up writing him is that he's going to be one of those villains that you might agree with because he's kind of going to be spitting some some serious game that isn't exactly untrue because the whole idea, what they're kind of setting up is that Holocaust is trying to warn people that the government is going to be coming after them and then what happens? Government comes after him. That the government's yeah. going to try and cover all the shit up. That they're basically killing black and brown people. This, that, and the third. They're ba- like this is this is the only reason they're coming after people with powers. That's kind of the idea that Holocaust is 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 putting out there. And this issue is just because it, it's just that you know he can't fully be trusted because when uh, when the Bang Baby was getting interviewed by Darius. Uh, mm-hmm. He was basically saying that Holocaust was telling us the power we had and how people would finally have to listen to us to respect us. Um, you know he's not all the way on the up and up because one of the main people you see listening to Holocaust was Hot Trick. Um, so he can't be all the way on the up and up if that right. fool is right there. So, oh, God, no. Mm-mm. No, not even close. Not even close. I wasn't that, and, they, and the kid even said, when the when the when the the, the government showed up, he dipped. When yeah, shit started going down, he yeah he dipped and left everybody to fucking die. That yeah. boy was like, yeah man, I'm a I'm out of here, pimp. Yeah. <laughs> that man hit him with what was that? What's that? What was the dude used to be all over Vine? What was it? Niles? Mm-hmm. Uh, but he hit you with the, and mother just fade away. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they hit that motherfucker with. <laughs> But no, um, but no, uh, the, and and that's honestly, that's no different from the original comics. Holocaust is a piece of shit. You're not supposed to like him. He's, he's a villain through and through, um, like heck, he even became a teen Titans villain for like a New York minute. Um, uh, when, when DC and Milestone, uh, officially merged, uh, their universes together or whatever, but um, and not only that, he like like you know you you know you're a motherfucker when you get another superhero addicted to crack. That was another one of his uh shining achievements. What? Yeah. Uh, so the Blood Syndicate, which is where Holocaust comes from, in that comic, um, he was the one who got one of the main characters on there addicted to crack. Because she was trying to cope with, uh, it was one of the characters, she had the ability to travel back in time by three seconds, 
And what happened was her whole, she watched the whole blood syndicate get broke off. Everybody got blown up. Motherfuckers was blown up in half, burnt up and crispy, dead in the motherfucker. And she had to go back in time several times to save everybody. And every time she went back, she remembered everything happened. She remembered what happened to her getting burnt up and shit. So it fucked with her mind. And mm-hmm. she went and she was like, yo, she was already kind of dealing with some other issues too. And Holocaust was one that was like, go ahead and smoke this. Take the edge off. And mm-hmm. got her addicted to crack. Which rocket, Jesus. which rocket, oddly enough, got her off of. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So like, so like I said, the, the 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 narratives. This is why I always kind of laugh about you know people talk about how you know, uh, um the you know comics you know the, the, there's no there was no social political commentary back in the day. I'm like, dude, Milestone was full of it. Milestone had it all over the place, okay. <laughs> and it has not changed clearly uh, with the uh, with the return. But um, but yeah, yeah. man. I, what, 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 but overall, you did you did you dig uh, Static Static Number Two? You say you like that one a lot. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed Static. I really enjoyed both comics. So the whole reason, let me let me go ahead and tell everyone this who's listening right now. This was very impromptu. I just felt some type of way about the <laughs> first issue of Icon and Rock, and I said, "Yeah, we, I, I got to say something." Yeah, this needs to be put on. You can put this on a podcast or something. I think that's how ours are gonna go now. Ours are just gonna be yeah. very impromptu if we didn't read some shit. Um, <laughs> I, I, I did really enjoy Icon and Rocket. I'm happy that was the first issue that I, I I'm happy that was the first book I read before I read Static. Uh, mm-hmm. Static, this was another solid issue in that comic. So the sky's the limit for that one. And Icon and Rocket, it was, it got me very interested in wanting mm-hmm. to learn more. Right. It wasn't your typical, you, you, you don't have to worry about something else come in because you already know it's going to go through the same old, same old with Icon and Rocket. And plus, I I was never, I never read any of the comics back in the day. I don't know where it is. This is it. There ain't no telling where this shit finna go, but I'm right. interested in it. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed both this week. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, honestly, and even, like, you know, like, everybody knows Static. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody knows Static. Mm-hmm. Just about. Uh, Icon and Rocket was one of those uh, properties that, like, if anyone knew who they were that wasn't already reading Milestone, you yeah. were probably somebody who watched Young Justice and you saw Icon and Rocket on there. And you're like, cool. Is that Steel? You fucking racist. <laughs> <laughs> look, <laughs> look, Icon didn't even really say a whole lot. Dad? Is that Static's dad? Wait, wait. Is that, wait. Blood, and I love how even on the show they they kind of had they they kind of messed with that that whole. Wait a minute, are you my? Wow! <laughs> it's like, look, man. Let me let me let me let, let, let's keep it a, a billion. No, Black Lightning is not Static's father. Y'all need to stop. Not all look just like how all like just because every black person in comic books has a electrical and lightning powers does not mean they're all related. <laughs> But anyway, um, but yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all know how it is. I, I enjoyed everything. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, it's actually kind of made me go back because I've been going back and rereading the old books too, just to kind of have something to kind of, uh, have a frame of reference and really like compare and contrast these things, which I think is really fun. 
uh, to do. And yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for hardware. I'm ready to see how they, how hardware plays out. And okay. if hardware plays out the way I think it's going to go, I think it's going to wind up being a pretty good comic as well. Um, so yeah, but anyways, that's the show. That's the, the tweet as the kids say. That's what yep. they say. I don't know. Um, yeah, man, we out here. Peace. Oh.